guess what you say is true. I had a rendezvous with somebody new. It's the only one I ever had. Baby, baby, don't you go away mad. Cheating shows and it never goes. You've got a reason to be mad, I suppose. For he was only just a passing fat baby. admit that you feel upset what do you say that we forgive and forget come and kiss me just to prove you're glad baby baby don't you go away mad don't be mad don't be mad baby
here. I hope this won't, uh, I just want to explain what all these mics for. I don't want to do an imitation of the president, and I don't have Jim Haggerty here, so I, I have Sherman Adams, though, in the back. At any rate, Sherman Adams, no, the president and, uh, and Sherman Adams, and Arthur Godfrey and Tony Marvin. It kind of works out that way. Anyway, we're making records here, and uh, this cable goes back, and the recording engineer is Herbert Philbrick, whom you may know. <laughs> now, uh, <laughs> I want to, uh, before I dig the brick wall, I'm still a bohemian. I don't want any of you to think that I sold out. And uh, the generation is now in style, isn't it? The beat generation. Anyway, I wanted to mention here, before we go any farther, that President Eisenhower is going to run for a third term, and I thought that should take precedence over homecoming speeches and all things like that. And uh, he made a speech last night, which got a, a seven on NBC. It says, right? And, uh, and, on the, uh, and Zorro got an 18. Well, anyway, so President Eisenhower is going to run for a third term, and in the meantime, or at least he said he would, Vice President Nixon has his hand on the switch. And uh, I was in the East when the president got sick, and Vice President Nixon moved in and started appearing in all these magazines, and he sort of came of age here at the end of the year. And uh, he's right, and he got his glasses, he got those new glasses and all, and uh, it was wrought iron frame, right? Remember those? So, Anyway, President Eisenhower and, uh, was depending on Vice President Nixon to keep his hand on the throttle. And he was, uh, he, sort of, he was on all these magazines like Time and Things Making Life. And almost every magazine, with the exception of True, which has a hidden significance, which I'm not going anyway, so, so, anyway, by, <laughs> neutral colors. So at any rate, the Vice President Nixon, as you know, was supposed to go to the NATO meeting. Uh, there, anyway, he's, he's in charge of calling eggheads back, that's what it says here. And he's going to woo them for the administration. So, uh, several eggheads have been called back, including Dr. Oppenheimer, who was granted amnesty this week. And, uh, and he is taking a quick course in German, so he may join the others defending our country, right? So...
Radio.fm, this is the Flat Black Plastic Show. Playing old style, Flat Black Plastic, this round of full of grooves for you. From the public library, go to the public library, it's free.
authentic police case histories. Waterman's Pens and Waterman's Ink present Gangbusters. everyone a master writing instrument and Waterman's ink the ink that goes up to three times as far as ordinary inks are proud to bring you gangbusters presenting facts in the endless war of the police on the underworld facts that show the operation of our law enforcement officials in their work of protecting our citizens Commissioner Louis J Valentine on leave as interviewer of gangbusters has now arrived in Tokyo where he is to serve at the personal request of General Douglas MacArthur. Waterman's expects to bring you his voice by shortwave in the near future. Meanwhile, Gangbusters has asked Dr. Carlton Simon of New York City, internationally known criminologist, to narrate by proxy tonight's case. But now, Dr. Simon, I understand the criminal in tonight's case played a major part in the plot which led to a spectacular escape from Eastern Penitentiary last Easter. He did indeed, Don Gardner. This killer, Bow Wow Bowers, was cunning, shrewd, and merciless. His background must be of extreme interest to criminology, Dr. Simon. It certainly is, Don. For the soundest way to combat crime is to know how the criminal's mind thinks and works. So I'm going to start tonight's case at a summer resort on a large lake in Wayne County, Pennsylvania. After dinner, a young couple was seated on a porch swing, looking out over the lake, which was brightened to silver by a full moon. Scranton never was like this, Horace. No? I was never in Scranton. You'll have to come visit me sometime. You'd love my family. I guess I would, Peggy. If there anything like you. <laughs> Look, baby, you and me, well, we made a lot of progress in three weeks. I... Yes, Horace? Well, there's not many women I'd give a second look. Let alone kiss. <laughs> Oh, darling. Yeah. Yes, Horace. Well, there's not many women I'd give a second look. Let alone kiss. Oh. Oh. Kiss. Oh. oh, darling. Yeah. Do you really have to leave? I'll be back, Peggy. Day or so. Oh, don't go, please. Believe me, baby, there's nothing I'd like better than staying here with you, but I got to leave as soon as Andy comes downstairs. Oh, that Andy. Why do you have a man like that working for me? He's handy to have around. Andy drives the car, carries my samples, knows a lot of people. I still don't care much for it. He takes you away from me. But I'll be back, baby. When?
isn't augmented before. The tuning text goes on to say that if this unclear Kablitu interval is made clear, the lyre is then in Kitmu tuning. And indeed, if we change the augmented fourth, five to two, into a perfect fourth by raising the lower string, then the new scale formed by this change is the scale that can be generated by starting a series of alternating fifths and fourths on the interval Kitmu, six to three. The unclear interval is five to two.
for the reunion we've all been hoping for. The Masters of Merriment, whoa, amyl nitrate, my heart's getting faster. Those princes of polka, Josh and Stein myself to be here this evening for a number of reasons. First, you know, this is the 
the first time that Josh and myself have been on the West Coast for one thing in Los Angeles, California. Oh. And I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll tell you, it's really something. <laughs> you know, because we're from the East Coast, you have Lutonia, really, you know, in yeah, a little town called Belbic. And there's, uh, you know, such a difference between our hometown and Los Angeles, you know, it's almost funny. Oh, yes, well. <laughs> that, well, no. no yeah, it is. No, no, but it is funny um, almost. Um, not not quite, real funny, no. but almost funny. Not, not what we call a big yuck. No, not that. the big yuck, no. But enough for some charcoals, maybe. Oh, sure. You know, Always for an example, for let me just say, in Los Angeles, you know, the sun shines all the time, oh. except for some isolated weeks in the winter. But you know, and that's one difference. That's one difference. No. Plutonia, the driving is so different also. Oh, the driving? Yes. You know, not to mention the cops. Oh, no, well, we can't forget... The cops, no, you, those differences there. How could you forget those? <laughs> no, we can't forget those, no question about it. But anyway, let's segue to this. You know, how many people out here, you know, know the, the, the great point? Anyway, let's segue to this. You know, real funny, no, but almost funny. Not, not what we call a big yuck. No, not the big yuck, no. But enough for some charcoals, maybe. Oh, sure. You know, Always for an example, for let me just say, in Los Angeles, you know, the sun shines all the time, oh. except for some isolated weeks in the winter. But you know, and that's one difference. That's one difference. No. Plutonia, the driving is so different also. Oh, the driving? Yes. You know, not to mention the cops. Oh, no, well, we can't forget... The cops, no, and those differences there. How could you forget those? No, we can't forget those, no question about it. But anyway, let's segue to this. Deuce, deuce, revival was my problem solver. Had a deaf girl, really didn't want to involve her in the life of a gangster, used to rob banker. But now I'm locked up, I'm just a punk low rankster. Jail cells know me too damn well. Seems like I built on earth my own personal hell. No matter how I climb, somehow I always fell. Guess a lot of players got this story to tell. No matter how cold you roll, you simply cannot win. It's always fun in the beginning, but it's pain. Pain, pain, pain. Ever since I was a minor, but now I'm on the bricks, deep in the mix. Crime smart, searching hard for some new street tricks. I think I'll join a gang, sling a little cane, put a beeper on my belt and get myself a name. Fresh sneaker, silk shirts, 24-7 work, 9 to 5 to survive, you gotta be a jerk. I clapped through grand today, yes I was born to play. Who, me, at Nicky D's, it wouldn't work, no way. I'm a big money haver, but not the last laugher. For me, and for me, makes me no autographer, cause the name of my dreams, nightmares of cash. Paranoid of surveillance phobia of cameras. Pain, my bank's bigger, but so are my fears. Past records through players live limited years, but I'm unlike the rest, known to be the best. Fast money, true wealth, my eternal quest. I hustle all night long, there ain't no gaining rest. 12 gauge 
close range bloods on my chest. I looked into his face. I thought he was my friend. My boy had set me up. This one would never mend. No matter who you trust, you simply cannot win. It's always fun in the beginning, but it's pain in the end. Pain, pain, pain. Go rope wear a neighborhood terror. Can't hang around my mother cause she says I scare her. Got a light sunburn for too much poolside sin. Cordless phone keeps me on cause I ain't no quitting. Mine's in the money mode, seems like it's an explode. Curly's on my jammy, got a female overload. Young Street Messiah, professional liar. 19, got a Benz, 21, I'll retire. Crazy money, it ain't funny, sucker loving my job. But just some people at my door that didn't even knock. Task force booming, dogging my crib out. Can't shout, FBI's got a gun in my mouth. Threw me on the floor, call my girl a whore. Put 10 G's out of my mattress and was looking for more. Crack my safe with an axe, then he'll out to the map. When they see my money kicking it in 20 G stacks. Book me on 10 count with bells of different amounts. The charges stuck like glue, some that I couldn't pronounce. They threw my ass the book, my life was surely took. Then they gave my girl 10 years for hanging out with a crook. She played the game herself, fast lane, quick wealth. No respect for the law. Or the city's health, the sweat of hustlers' greed It's not reserved for men It's always fun in the beginning, but it's pain in it Yeah, that ain't nothing Cause when I get out of here, I'ma get right back in the money Cause they don't know that I know what time it is, you see I done learned something, I did half my time But I didn't learn more when I was in here And I'ma go right back out and get paid You understand what I'm saying? Cause I did have my time Word, I only got nine years left Yo, Eva, what's up, man? They be bugging. They won't play our records on the radio, man. Say we violent, man. They need to look at the news, you know what I'm saying? Somebody need to kill that noise. And what you doing with that up under your shirt? Oh, man, it's time we put some head out. this ounce of words is just a token is he who has a tongue to tell that must remain unspoken
you're almost forced to watch children's shows because that is all the time. And there's a very good reason for this. No matter where you turn on the dial, you're always going to find a kiddie show. And that is because the station makes such a killing on the kiddie show. Boys and girls, we're going to go on the air in just a minute. And uh, one thing I have to tell you, be <laughs> during the cartoon, you boys and girls can't talk in the studio because that goes out over the air. See? And we've instructed our announcers, if you boys and girls talk during the cartoon, they're instructed to belt you right in the mouth. <laughs> Let's get the, okay, boys and girls, we're going to get ready for the show. And there's the announcer man, and he's going to talk in that mic. And now I'll come back and, and talk to you, boys and girls. Hey, thank you. make boys and girls before I get into the mailbag. Um, <laughs> Come on now, boys and girls. Let's settle down now, boys and girls. That isn't nice to laugh at Uncle Freddy like that. You don't laugh at your mommies and daddies. You do laugh at your mommies and daddies. <laughs> Two announcements I have to make, boys and girls. As you know, we usually show the Three Stooges cartoons on Thursday. But uh, as I mentioned last week, they've been holding Uncle Freddy up on price. <laughs> and uh, Uncle Freddy has decided not to buy that show. I have bought a new cartoon show, which isn't quite as expensive, I think you boys and girls will enjoy very much, called the Army Training Films. <laughs> cartoon today, boys and girls, is Frostbite, so you want to be sure and watch that. <laughs> oh, 
uh, one other announcement, boys and girls. Today, we're adding the name of a new sponsor to our blacklist. <laughs> we're adding the name of Pops, new breakfast cereal. And of course, all the members, uh, boys and girls in good standing in the Uncle Freddy Club, that of course means you can't have Pops for breakfast in the morning. <laughs> or uh, play with any little boys and girls who do eat Pops. <laughs> comes to us from Arnie Peterson. We've asked you boys and girls to please be careful in Bernice's letter because Uncle Freddy can't always make out all your words. <laughs> This, this one says, Dear Uncle Freddy, Parf, Pard? We're, uh, we're going to start printing these from now on, boys and girls, aren't we? <laughs> the part of the show that I enjoy the most is when you talk to Mr. Puppet. Uh, well, well, we'll be doing that on Friday. And, um, he says, all the little boys and girls in my neighborhood come, come in and watch it on my TV set. And we roll on the floor and hold our Mommy, that looks like, uh, told me to sit down and write you this letter. And uh, that, as I said, is from uh, Arnie uh, Peterson, and he's 34. <laughs> Bye, Brucey. <laughs> then don't talk in the studio. There is, uh, there is one little letter I did want to bring up because we've received a number of them like this. Uh, this is from a uh, Freddie Ferno. Freddie Ferno, is that? He's age seven. And uh, he writes and he says, Dear Uncle Freddie, I sent in for the $27 decoding ring. <laughs> three rooms of carpeting. <laughs> and instead, I got back some pictures of older girls in sort of bathing suits. <laughs> that, that was a little slip-up in Uncle Freddy's office, uh, boys and girls. That's a little service Uncle Freddy runs for some of the older boys and girls. <laughs> If 
uh, you might hang on to him for 10 or 12 years, Freddy, or um, maybe you might uh, want to send it back to Uncle Freddy, and I'll send you back the magic decoder. Don't mail him, Freddy. <laughs> Let's all get up now, and we start marching, and that'll be the signal for our cartoon. Okay, everybody start marching, and wave to your mommies and daddies as you go by the camp. That's the way, boys and girls. Keep waving. That's the way. Let's keep going, son. That's the way. Right out the door, Mark Fire Escape. There you go. <laughs>
Mutiny Radio without a family is a flat black plastic show. Thanks for listening. Go to the website. Donate money. Come down. Hear people tell funny stories. Come back. Laugh off your tushy. Save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. Come 
All right, you guys, it's another Sunday here in the Mission District. Studio line is open 415-550-0511. My name is Paul Brumbaugh, and you're on the edge. Hey, just hanging out here. Um, it's another cold day in the Mission. Um, I don't know where you are right now, but it's kind of chilly, Willie, here. Uh, the sun is out in certain places, but we're not anywhere the sun shines. We're at Mutiny Radio Don FM. That's where we are. Um, we have, let me see, two different guests in the studio today. I'm just going to say, spit that out right away. Uh, we have comedian uh, Mark Neuer with us and also uh, Perry Borders. So, uh, but I'm also here with my partner in crime today, hanging out, finally in studio. He's got his little mask on. He's worried about the particulate matter here in the studio. Give it up for my boy, Brandon Ray. Hey, guys, what's up? What's happening, buddy? Good to see you, but you have your little mask. You're worried about that fire. All the fires, the car fire. I have it off right now. It's not that bad in here, but outside it's really bad. Right. I forgot my mask today, so I was like, uh-oh. Oh, really? Yeah. So I don't know why I'm not getting you on the microphone, Brandon. Hello. You talk to me more, buddy. Hello. I think you, you, you're there. Am I off? No, yeah, you're off. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea where I'm you're at. Oh. oh, so grab the other mic, maybe. Grab that one for me. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Here we go. I just fixed it for you. You fixed it? Hello? Yeah, there you go. Hey, Here so good to see you, Brandon. Thanks. Sorry about that. We literally had to smack the microphone for it to work, so. Someone was messing with it earlier, probably. Right, exactly. Smacking the, it around. Yeah, smacking it around. So it's good to have you here. Like I said, you had your little mask and you're worried about the uh, the particulate matter here. They say that the air quality here in the Bay Area is unhealthy it's near uh the next uh next uh thing on the scale where it says it's going to be hazardous mm -hmm. there's so much not just smoke in the air but there's uh particles and all this other junk and nasty stuff and you're walking around with your mask um we're not going to see any relief until these fires uh are more contained and that our weather cooperates with us uh well, both it's supposed to rain the next few days maybe that'll work yeah, it's supposed to rain on Tuesday. Uh, it's supposed to be pretty rainy from Tuesday to Friday, as the forecast shows. But you never know. We're st we still live in the times where uh, weather is not 100%. Yeah. Um, but that's what they say the weather models show. Well, my phone shows, too. Huh? My phone shows that, too. Well, yeah, but your phone goes off. It always uh, changes. like. Right, it does. It does change. Like, if you were to look at it now, it would actually maybe project Tuesday that we're going to see rain. And then maybe later today, it might say, no, uh, we'll see rain on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. So it does change a little bit. But, yeah, that's what we need. We need relief. We need, uh, I guess, two different two different things. One is some rain would be good and some wind that goes in an opposite direction out of the bay. Um, right. I guess from, uh, I forget what they call it, from inward winds or whatever they call it but it, it, it's the direction of the wind and it's blown right into the bay area and it's just horrible mm -hmm. um so and then we have to worry about um not just that i mean it's it's just it's discomforting it's been like what a uh, week and a half it's been like 10 days that we've been dealing with this um bad air quality here in yeah. the bay area and um 
it, it, I, you know, I, I worry about the people that were really affected by the fire, the people that lost their homes, the people that uh, still are unaccounted for. 55, it says 55 people died. No, it's actually they climbed up. up. They've gone up. It's like the last count I heard yesterday was 71, but then oh, wow. they say there's like at least 1,000 that are unaccounted for. And when they mean unaccounted, they just don't know. They were displaced. Like I've seen people here in the Bay Area that have been displaced by this fire that are just staying with family now because they know their home is gone. Mm -hmm. They have nothing to go back to. And it's still what they call a hot zone. They can't really go back. It hasn't been cleared. Um, and so I know people that have been coming through the Bay, and I bet you those are people that are unaccounted for. Yeah. So, but yeah, when they say they actually know that X amount of people died, they actually, you know, found their remains or whatever. Mm -hmm. It was eyewitness that they died in this fire. Uh, which is horrible. Yeah, it's terrible. Worst fire here in California ever, I guess. Um, but anyway, so yeah, bad air quality for us, but bad, yes, just everything yeah, over there. Yeah, be fortunate that we're only dealing with air quality. I guess is what I'm saying. Even though it, it's really horrible, you know, uh, feel fortunate it's not you, your home, your family, and everything else. So if you got a chance, that's what, that's what our 420 shout-out is about today. Uh, I want you guys to find an organization, something good, that you know that's going to go right to the people. Um, Paradise, California, even, you know, people like uh, Second Harvest Food Bank is a great place to give. Uh, Red Cross is a great place to give. You know, go to an established place. Um, it, it, I, I don't mind it when you go to somewhere and they have a little box on a counter that you can donate or throw your change into. That's fine, but, you know. Or you can go to Safeway and donate a hunger bag. Yeah, you can go You can go somewhere. That's that's what I mean. You can go somewhere that you, you, you trust. Right. Like you just said Safeway. There's like, okay, you know you're giving it to Safeway. It's going to get to there. And like you said, hunger bags. That actually, I think, is provided now by Second Harvest Food. Yeah. Bank. And so things like that, you know, that are secure. Um, so that's good. Um, but there's also practical things you can do. Oh, my God. You can unclutter your home. You can unclutter your home. Get a whole bunch of clothes, jackets, shoes, things you don't use anymore. That's just making your house a flipping mess. And just uh, give that. People are taking clothes. Um, I know somebody that bought... $400 worth of shampoo alone. Wow. Just to bring to victims up there that have nothing. And that's just one thing that people like that need. They have nothing anymore. Yeah. You know, there's people that lost everything in the fire. Um, all the animals, too, all running in the streets. Right now. And that's, and that's another thing. That's really sad when that happens. So they go and they rescue these animals. Most of the time, they're not reunited with their own owners. So what they have to do is they're re, uh, re-adopted out there. They put them back out there. And that's a lot. Um, and they've been through tra trauma. Most yeah. of this. I heard something about they rescued a horse from a swimming pool. Whoa. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah, the horse... They were well because they. I know a couple different news reports that I heard that they were actually saying they that people were trying to. They were at least setting free horses so that they could try to make it on their own. 
they weren't leaving them you some know, of them ended on up farms. in the water or somewhere where they don't well they're wa- walking down the street or whatever or going whatever wherever they are they're they're no longer in a corral a corral so like wild stallions yeah so it's just like they let them free so they didn't burn up a lot of them don't know what to do because they haven't been shown right and so even like so it's not just the buildings that were burnt even the land because it was you know it, our 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 weather's been very warm uh, most of the vegetation is brown so even if they were in the middle of a corral they would you know they would be in the fire zone so mm-hmm. so anyway they're doing that they're trying to reunite people and stuff like that but the, and animals but no way there's there's hardly an effort so even right now they're trying to find people that are unaccounted for not that i'm saying that pets are a secondary to that but they're kind of a secondary to that anyway that's what we're talking about um so we got the fires things situation going on um i have two great guests in studio they'll be hanging out with us uh let me see what else want to make sure you guys are listening to us so if you're listening to us organically you can check us out at uh mutinyradio.fm that's right mutinyradio.fm uh also you can get me directly at paulbrumbaugh.com you can also subscribe to the show on itunes stitcher and tune in apps that's right we got you covered if you are an uh, ios user or an android uh, and of course, uh, you can listen to us live right here on mutinyradio.fm and then uh, hit that little speaker. There's also that donate button. We love it when you do that. Um, make sure to tell them that the Edge sent, sent you. Uh, donate whatever you can. It doesn't matter if it's a buck, two bucks, 20 bucks, 100 bucks. We'd love to see you donate to mutinyradio.fm because it makes the makes the wheels go round it and round. It is Thanksgiving, people. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. It's Thanksgiving. It's the holidays. Get, Give. Get into the spirit. Yeah. And then there's those other things that we just mentioned. Thanks for the, you know, even the fire victims and stuff. So check it out. That's what we're doing. Uh, before we go to break, I'm going to get a whole bunch of shit going here but uh, i'm going to introduce our one of our guests today uh hasn't been on the show but we've we've kind of bumped heads a lot over the what the last year or so joining us uh comedian and friend mark neuer hey what's up buddy what's happening with you man dude just out here smoking while i'm smoking (laughs) (laughs) there you go that's what california is all about there you go And I see you got your. Look, uh, I didn't even realize what the shirt you were wearing the whole time. Oh so. yeah, it's it's the old company I used to work for. There I, you go. I, these pants are from a different company. They're green. They're mechanic pants. It looks like you're ready to go to work, though. Yeah, yeah. dude, I'm mm-hmm. ready to go to work three times today. I have these on. I have these, this on. It's like a bunch of different employers. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, that's funny. I got a new haircut. You I'm got just, a new I'm, haircut? I'm yeah, you're be, looking very, um, <laughs> very respectable, sir. Oh man. No, I think it's court going on or what's going on. No, I just went in there. I was like, just give me the haircut that makes me look like other people fuck my girlfriend. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) this is what happened. So, well, no, yeah, I figured you were going to see the PO or something. You know, I got a new job, everything's cool. Got a new house. I'm off the heroin. You don't got to worry about me. Got the haircut. We're good. Took the earrings out. No, Um, yeah, no, I just I needed a haircut. My shit was long and it was just like unmanageable. I had to have a beanie on all the time, and if my beanie wasn't on, like on stage. And I would have a bad set because I'd be like, oh, my hair looks like shit. You know what I mean? Like, right. I'm just like super self-conscious. So I'd always have my beanie on. And then I became like, 
everyone was like, this is just a real life Cartman. I'm like, I want you guys to real life fuck yourself. You know, I don't, <laughs> what the fuck? I got a beanie on, you know, like who fucking, it's not that big of a deal, but apparently it is like everything. When you're on stage, everything literally matters specifically to comics. Oh yeah. Beanie hoodie. Well, yeah, you yeah. can't, and that's what is that cultural re, uh, reappropriation. Mm-hmm. They think, Oh, why are you white and wearing a hoodie? Oh, I can't. Right. Oh my God, dude. I didn't know. It's not like I'm wearing a bandana across my forehead or something like that. And even that, that, it's like white people. Because where I'm from, like, it's like when I I grew up, I thought that crackheads were only white. I'll be honest with you. I thought people that did meth were only white. I thought people that were drug addicts were only white. Is that because geographically where you were at? Right. There were no. no, By the way, you're from Modesto, right? I'm from Ripon, but uh, Modesto Modesto is like the same exact scenario. Like, it's not like there's not a lot of diversity. It's a lot of just white people, white and Hispanic. There's not a lot of like black, Mm. Asian. especially like you're like european like like from like britain or whatever like uk no foreigners like there's no right. there's no accents there's a, there's people chewing tobacco and doing blow there is a, there is that there's not that ethnic uh rainbow right that we see here in, in san, san francisco. francisco or even oh, yeah. the bay you're right well the whole bay is just the like, rainbow city well That's, yeah yeah i mean in it's the, very and, divi- yeah. diverse yeah in san francisco it's like the I just straight deep throw this microphone. Um, <laughs> in this city specifically, like there's a lot of diversity on like all all fronts. Like there there's the, the the gay, there's the black, there's the you know the Asian, the everything. There's every different culture. There's every different like just type of person here, which is cool in itself. But then you get people like Charles Manson who live here with his whole family in this in the, in the park and start eating people. Or I don't know. Oh what he's doing, my but, god. You know what I mean? Like, but you just right. get weird people. You know what I mean? You get weird fucking yeah. people out here. Well, it's funny. Yeah, that that's where. Um, that you go, where was bath salts invented? Right. It's people. It's places like San Francisco. Right. It's no, people. Exactly. It's They're places no like alive. the whole state of Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Florida's <laughs> fucked. You, you don't hear anything from Florida except just bad news. You know, or weird, weird news. <laughs> really weird, like man caught in an empty pool in a rundown gym fucking a donkey you know what i mean like just <laughs> random weird shit that only you'd hear like you'd think you'd hear that from louisiana nope florida and, and it's funny because it even spreads out spread outs now or has spread out now throughout the bay area where it's all kind of like that like i live in a town that's halfway between san jose and san francisco and it used to be that we had it was funny somebody said it last night the one town hobo you know or the vagabond it wasn't even a homeless person at that person at that time you know they were just kind of like oh that's the guy there's only one yeah Rippin was like that and and then it just kind of it became an epidemic and now even my little town there's they have a place that's called Dogtown, and there's there's 20 people out there in tents and shit like that that's and, crazy and that's not san francisco right no. in san francisco you get i mean there's hundreds of thousands of homeless out here yeah i remember what i remember doing my by the way my anniversary in comedy 10 year anniversary was on friday night oh wow congratulations dude thank you yeah i'm still alive and not on netflix thank you very much <laughs> um that's funny because the first time we had ever talked, you had told me that you were, you were nine and a half, almost ten years in, well, and, and I was like, okay, cool. So I should be expecting your Netflix special soon. Well, word for word, that's yeah. what I said to you. It well, that, and that's what I told myself. Either I'm gonna off myself oh. <laughs> at ten years, or I'm gonna get a Netflix special. No, I'm just kidding. But that's yeah. So anyway, uh, what was I saying about being ten years in? Oh yeah. So about eight years ago, that's why I'm kind of 
trying to figure out when it was was the occupy movement i think it was like eight years ago i think it was mm. I, I was like two years in at that point and we did shows for like i think almost every homeless person in san francisco plus we drew more homeless people from different parts of the bay to come and it was we had this 10 city or they san francisco had this 10 city that was at justin herman plaza and i i remember i have taken photos of it there was i don't know 150 tents yeah san francisco's crazy and so i mean every, i i want to think every homeless person was down there um because really it was surprised. the place where everybody gathered everybody could like if you didn't have food if you didn't have shelter if you didn't have friends that's that's everybody was there yeah it's a community yeah it was the community it wasn't all these little patches like right now we're in the mission you know there wasn't these little pockets of homeless people or even just straight ones just everybody kind of just went to the mecca i guess you want to call it hmm. so yeah i feel like at that time it was like it was like a movement to be homeless you know it was like a you know, so it was like different. Yeah, there there was that too. There was people that looked like they were probably corporate American guys that worked for like Oracle, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And they they were like, this was like their Grateful Dead kind of following the Grateful Dead. It was like we're gonna be part of the part movement. of this movement, right? And you know, we're gonna go be a part of it and just you know, hey, let's go buy a tent from Big Five Sporting Goods, <laughs> right. and you know, uh, we're just gonna bring our you know shitty clothes and no food, no this, but I'll have my ATM card, right? Right, and we'll survive, right? Yeah. And so yeah, there was those people too. I think I think that was a huge part of it. I think that was a lot of people, and I, that happened a lot in New York too, because that's where it was going down. Was New York and Washington and shit, because like or Washington D.C. Because that's they were like trying to make a make a stance. They were like, we're not gonna we're not gonna stand for this. You know what I mean? And uh, which was the the one percent, right? Right. And uh, you know, I, I was I was a part of the the fuck the one percent too, but I did it from the the wonderful space of my apartment you know what i mean and i was like 15 you know so it's like i'm not gonna go be homeless at 15 you, you got me fucked up i still got a couple extra years you know i've always been like that kind of person i was like i i know i'm not gonna be taken care of forever you know i know i'm not gonna be like my mom's gonna be here to like give, have me have a place forever you know and that was very it hit me very quickly at 18 so right i i, I enjoyed it while it lasted I wasn't like trying to go protest and fucking walk around in my underwear out here in San Francisco. You know what I mean? Fuck that. I'm trying to stay at home. Yeah. <laughs> no way, dude. I was to stay at home. That was the protest. I want to stay at home. Yeah, that was my protest. I want to stay here. Yeah. I'll, I'll be a, I'll be a social justice warrior on the internet. You know, but well, yeah. You know, and even now, everybody's like, okay, so the current state of affairs here in America. Well, I said, guys, we're gonna go to a break in a minute or two, but <laughs> I keep saying that, but when I get, get caught in these conversations, I hope you're as interested in all this crap as me and Mark and Brandon are. So, um, but it's funny, there's a lot of things going on. It doesn't matter what side of the, the fence you're on. It's probably motivated a lot of people to, it has motivated people in one way or another, even if they're a, basement dwelling uh 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 what is it uh like a blogger right or or a if they're like one friend. of us that get on stage and start talking shit right or you know or a crazy person here in san francisco you know we're talking about the homeless it doesn't matter it's just it's motivated people to even speak their mind even more because nothing's shocking anymore we we used to be the ones that made shocking <laughs> shit we would go on stage as comedians and they would go 
he says all the stuff that I think about that I would never say. Right. Now that's our administration. Right. Now that's the norm on the news. So it's for weird. us to be shocking, we either have to take it up a notch or don't try to outdo them in that way. Just try to outsmart them and, and do and other shit. that's not shit. hard to do with this current administration. Let's not get it twisted. No, no, Dude's no, a fucking no not at dummy. all. They're, they're pretty a lame. real dummy. And I, I was kind of like, like, I voted for him. I'm, I, let's get that out of the way right now. Well, a lot of people were sucked into it because it was just a change. It, it, that and the fact that I didn't I didn't trust any of them, but I was like, I know this guy, I feel like. like I, I've seen this dude... Since I was a kid, I've known about Trump for a very long time. I never. You were exposed <laughs> to Trump at a very early yes, age. Yes, I was. It's Trump exposed himself to me at a very, very young age. Oh, wow. And uh, you know, like I, I mean, I'd heard of Hillary, but like Hillary, like the Clintons were always looked at as like evil. They were always media has always portrayed them as like the bad guys. We could almost called you a Trumpette. Right. Huh. Um, <laughs> Horrible. Yeah. <Fucking> no. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> no, I just like, I totally regret my decision. Like there's some things that he did that I agree with, like his, his, uh, his heroin, like the epidemic on heroin and op opioids like that. Yeah. He actually would like, was actually could have funded a lot of opioid, um, 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 funding going to all these different programs that could stop it. I mean, even just in the last year or two, the, the numbers have risen every year. It's been like 60, 70, 80,000 people die of accidental opioid uh, 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 overdoses, overdoses here in America. And it's, yeah. it's horrible. And so he, he actually was saying that we had, I forget what he called it, not the war on or this and it's that. An epi it's, a, it's a public safety epidemic. Yeah, it's a public safety epidemic. And then you have to use the right terminology for that funding to go to it. And he just had a different twist on the words. And that way, they that money didn't go there. That's a shame. Um, I, I wish that that didn't happen. I, I, I'm not, I've, I have no hope in our administration. I still, I have, I have less hope in the government than I did going into this. And that that's hard to do because I've never been one, like ever since like 9-11, I was young when 9-11 happened, but it wasn't too long after that, that the internet and I started getting on the internet. Like it was like, I started reading into some shit and it's like, not everything adds up. And I'm not saying that never happened. I'm just saying the shit's weird. Shit's real weird. You know yeah, I mean? I mean, Google was invented in 98, 9-11 uh, uh, was in 01, mm -hmm. so there's only like a three-year difference there. Right, and I was I was born in 95. So, right, so you, know you were right in the middle of that shit. I, would, I don't even remember, like I, I, I don't remember, because like going to school, everyone has like, oh, I went to school, and we sat in the auditorium, we watched the, the towers go down, I don't fucking remember that happening. You don't I remember it at all? No, no, I probably stayed home. I, I was one of those kids that didn't ever go to school. I was like, I'm, I have a stomachache, I want to go home. I probably That's probably what happened that day. Uh, in, in between going home and it probably all went down. You well, know it's I mean? funny. No, with with us, is, well, you lived here, so you lived in the same uh, uh, time zone. It was early in the morning. I was getting ready for work, and it was like seven in the morning. So it was before I even I was got in class. I remember. No, you were, were you in class? I remember they showed something on TV saying that Twin Towers were falling. I don't. I don't think How you. Weird. I don't think you were in class uh, yet because I hadn't brought you to school yet. I hadn't brought. Any of my ch kids? Maybe to they recorded up. it and played it later. I don't know. How old but anyway, maybe they did I play think it I later. Might have been like. Well, you you're you're 23 uh, now. It was okay. Yeah, we we I'm 23 as well. So we were the same age. Right. I don't remember that. You you remember? You have like memories of it. Yeah. I don't fucking. I have no clue. No clue. I have no you memory of it. It's the weirdest thing. All, all the students in class that one day, and they said, "Oh, look what happened." <laughs> Wow. Yeah, it's, it's, weird. It's, but it's anyway, weird. so that's, I mean, that's when, I mean, a lot of things changed on that day here in America. But I mean, we're, you were talking about um, 
we're talking about Trump, the administration, we're talking about the homeless. Guess what, guys? I'm going to give you that break. <laughs> All right. We got Mark Neuer here. Um, we're going to have Perry Borders in a little bit. Uh, don't go away. I'm going to throw something at you. We were just talking about the homeless. Guess who else is talking about it? Our buddy, Sam Kennison. We'll be back after this. And I just want to talk about this homeless situation. I'm really bummed out by this. 300,000 homeless. It's not bad. It's American. I mean, if you're going to be homeless somewhere, this is the place to be fucking homeless. Fuck the Kurds would beat your ass to be homeless here. The Kurds dream about being homeless in America. They go to America, oh, don't leave me alone, I'm dreaming. I'm dreaming about being homeless in America, huh? Oh, oh, it's better than sex, oh, man. I swear to God, you can go behind restaurants and McDonald's and fast food places and eat better out of the trash bins in our country than 90% of the rest of the fucking world. And if you're going to be homeless, be homeless in America. Personally, I think it's kind of embarrassing because I think they need a kick in their fucking homeless ass for being homeless in America. I mean, if you can't get it together here, where the fuck did you expect to go and make a life for yourself? somebody that has a job. How hard is that? It's an easy system. I didn't always work. Arnold didn't always work. When Arnold didn't have a job, he fucked somebody that had a job. That's why he's Arnold. I didn't always work. I fucked somebody sometimes that had a job. Makers, you know, take care of it. You think Tom Arnold wakes up every day with a big heart on? No! Change his world? No. No! <laughs> I swear to God, the guy behind me is going to go, wow, 
<laughs> all right, all right, hold on, hold on. Before you cock that fucking trigger, hold on. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I didn't know you were shooting the whole machines. <laughs> Fuck. All right, okay, okay, okay. Okay. All right, I'm homeless. I don't have a job. I may have set my career goals a little too high. All right, all right. I'm showing up for an executive position that doesn't look like it's going to fucking happen, okay? seen Sam on Comic Relief? Yeah, well, they never invited me, but I doubt this is going to win me over either, but anyway. Fuck them. If you're homeless in America, it's your fault. Kiss my fucking two-home ass. I bought two homes just to piss them off. That's right, I bought two homes just to go eat me, you fucking asshole. Homeless in America. If you can't make it here, where did they fucking expect to go and make it work? together in America, you're fucked, all right? Because this is the greatest country in the world. You have every opportunity to get off the fucking street and make a life for yourself. Tired of this encouraging people to be homeless. Let's feel sorry for them. Kick them in the ass! Punch them, kick them! Get your fucking ass off the street. I'm trying to run a video here. Get out of the way! Move out of the door! Oh yeah, they wait for you when they know you're going to spend money. Video places, pizza places, movie theaters. Hey, hey, can you help me? Yeah, yeah. insane world, and I'm proud to be part of it. I do smoke. If this bothers anybody, I recommend you looking around the world in which we live and shot in your fucking mouth. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> how many, oh, oh, quickly, how many non-smokers are here tonight? Non-smokers. By round of applause. Let's hear non-smokers. Because I have something I want to tell you, and I'm glad you've all conglomerated here tonight. <laughs> Save me some breath, which is obviously very short. I love, I'm going to tell you non-smokers something right now that I know for a fact you don't know, and I delight in telling my brothers things they don't know, particularly when they're true, which this is. Ready? Non-smokers. Ready? Drum roll. <laughs> Non-smokers die every day. <laughs> Sleep tight. You see, I know you entertain some type of eternal life fantasy because you've chosen not to smoke. Let me be the first to pop that fucking bubble send you hurtling back to reality, you're dead too. And you know what doctors say, shit, if only you'd smoked, we'd have the technology to help you. <laughs> you people dying from nothing that are screwed. I got all sorts of neat shit waiting for me. Oxygen lung, tents, it's like going to sharper image when I die. Mm. 
Yeah, people say the stupidest things too. Hey, quit smoking and you get your sense of smell back. <laughs> I live in New York City. I don't want my sense of smell. <laughs> Is that urine? <laughs> I think I smell a dead fella. This is pretty weird. Anyone remember when Yule Brenner died and came out with that commercial after he was dead? You remember that? I'm Yule Brenner, and I'm dead now. What the fuck's this guy shouting? <laughs> I'm Yule Brenner, and I'm dead now, because I smoke cigarettes. Pretty scary, but they could have done that with anybody, man. Guy in the States, this guy Jim Fix was a health nut, runner, jogger, wrote books about jogging, had a heart attack while jogging, and died. <laughs> they should have done that commercial with that guy. I'm Jim Fix, and I'm dead now. And I don't know what the fuck happened. I jogged every day, ate nothing but tofu. I'm dead. Smoked, drank, and got laid every night of his life. He's dead. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> you and Ben are smoking, drinking, girls are sitting on his cue ball noggin every night of his life. <laughs> but I know what you non smokers are thinking right now. That's real cute, Bill. It's real cute. That's a cute little smoking thing you just did. And we want you to keep doing it, son, while you still have the breath left in you to do it. <laughs> that is my big fear in life, doing smoking jokes in my act, you know, then showing up five years from now. Good evening, everybody. <laughs> Remember me? I was wrong. <laughs> Smoking is real fucking bad for you. No joke. I've seen people do that. You ever seen anyone do that? Is that the spookiest fucking thing you've ever seen? You ever seen that? Is that unbelievable? If you're smoking out of a hole in your fucking neck, I'd think about quitting. Wouldn't you? I mean, at that point, chew some gum or something. I'm not, I'm not telling you how to live. I'm recommending use your options. This shows a commitment I cannot fucking relate to, man. I mean, we're beyond image at that point, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, what's next for that guy, you know? I just can't stop. <laughs> it gets worse and worse every year. like shit. Dude, you have a cigarette in your butt. May I recommend
recommend Nicorette gum? I'm Bill Hicks and I'm dead now because I smoke cigarettes. Cigarettes didn't kill me. A bunch of non-smokers kicked the shit out of me one night. I tried to run, they had more energy than I. I tried to hide, they heard me wheezing. But now I'm in heaven, sniffing Yule Brenner's noggin. See, imagine being in heaven with Yule Brenner, me and Yule Brenner, right? And Jim Fix is there, and we're comparing our lives. Hey, Yule, remember that one night we got so fucked up, and we got laid, and all those girls were fucking them? <laughs> it was great. <laughs> Jim, what about you? <laughs> one night I ate too much tofu, and then went jogging. Yeah, great. Um, anyway. I know it's nasty, but I'm addicted, all right? And it tastes so good, too. It's a shame it's that secondary smoke that stinks so bad, because the stuff we're sucking up is fucking great, man. Mm, mm. Steak and potatoes. Lobster. Yule Brenner's noggin. Ow! I'm a heavy smoker. I go through about two lighters a day now, and... Uh, is that a lot? You can't imagine how thrilled I was, any smoker to be, to find out there's a different warning on each pack. Mine say, warning, smoking may cause fetal injury or premature birth. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Found my brand. <laughs> Just don't get the ones that say lung cancer, you know. Shop around. It is your body. Yeah, give me a card and a low birth weight. All right, we're back here live in studio. Studio line is open for at least another 15 minutes, 15, 20 minutes. Studio line is 415-550-0511. And we're back here with Mark Neuer and Brandon Ray. And then just joining us now from Novato. <laughs> Man, you made it all the way from Novato. This is crazy. Hey. Uh, Perry Borders, everybody. Give it up for Perry. Ooh, hey, since there's more you. than one of us, go ahead and give it up. Um, wow, you made it. Thank you for making it. You are committed to comedy because how much stuff is going out on in Novato? How many open mics and how many stuff can you get into out there? Nothing is going on. That's what I thought. And I refuse <laughs> to do. It's like a desert, barren desert out it there. It is. Right? It is. So I travel here to do comedy. I'm kind of glad nothing's going on in Novato because I kind of don't want anyone I know to see me do comedy just yet. Mm -hmm. So. Okay, so you're at that stage. I'm at that stage. Yeah, I know. I, I, About I, a year. I'm, like, we were just talking. I'm 10 years in. I, I just started letting people watch in the last week or two. <laughs> <laughs> no, if, if I really did that, I would have been. So in the very beginning, they're very supportive. And, and you're right. You don't want to expose your friends and family and get them to get behind you until at least you have something. At least.